Sa May 9 po nakatakda ang halalan dito sa Pilipinas at dahil nasa gitna pa rin po tayo ng pandemya, marami pong limitasyon pagdating sa mass gatherings. Kaya mas matindi ang kampanya ngayon online, particular na po sa social media. Ngayon, base sa isang survey, halos kalahati namang, ng bilang ng mga Pilipino nakukuha ang kanilang political news or balita tungkol sa politika online. Again, particular po sa Facebook. Kaya puspusan ng kampanya ngayon, pati na ang fake news at propaganda online. Sa episode na ito, pag-uusapan po natin na magiging papel ng social media sa pagpili ng susunod na leader dito sa ating bansa. Para tulad po na lagi nating sinasabi, iwas budol tayo pagdating po doon sa mga sinungaling at walang kakwenta-kwentang kandidato at mga politiko. Ako po si Christian Esguera at welcome po sa ating latest episode ng ating Facts First Podcast. Sa araw na ito, mga kasama po natin ng dalawang espesyal na panauhin. Uh, una ko po ipapakilala sa inyo, si uh, Professor Fatima Gao. Siya po ay uh, professor sa University of the Philippines, Diliman. At siya po ang author ng uh, tatlong napakahalagang study. Kalalabas lang po, mainit-init pa. Tukol po sa role tungkol sa political discourse ng uh, Twitter, Facebook at saka po YouTube. Uh, maraming salamat uh, Professor Fatima for joining us on this podcast Salamat Christian for inviting me uh, Hello po sa ating mga tagapakinig Ayun, medyo magtatagalog po tayo dito ah. Medyo iba po to sa ating uh, normal na panayam sa ANC So maraming po tayong yes. huhugutin mula sa ating baul ng malalim na pananagalog okay? uh, Meron pa pala tayong isang guest Don't worry, hindi ko nakalimutan, okay? Papakilala ko po sa inyo ang nagbabalik. Uh, baka nagsasawa na po kayo sa kanya, pero base po sa uh, reaction sa social media, doon po sa mga nakaraan na panayam natin sa kanya, marami po silang natutunan, lalo doon sa pagiging prangka uh, ng ating susunod na panahin. Siya po si Mr. Alan Herman. Siya po ay isang veteranong political at campaign strategist. At siya rin po ang tinatawag na... Persuasion uh, Specialist, our head ng Agents International. Isa pong, ikaw na nga magsabi, baka magkamali ako. Uh, Alan, maraming salamat ulit for joining us. Uh, isa pong persuasion, uh, persuasion company. Uh, good morning, Ian, again, at sa ating mga tagapagkinig. Uh, Pagandang umaga, Professor. At uh, sa aking mga YouTube haters, um, eto, may pagpipestahan na naman po kayo. Oo, marami na galit sa kanya. No? Kanina kasi kaya ako nag-ibuli kasi baka ma-describe ko yung Agents International na PR firm. Eh alam ko very limited yun, di ba? Baka sabihin mo, ilang beses na kita na-interview, wala pa rin ako natutunan doon sa paliwarag mo tungkol sa ginagawa ng company niya. Okay. Persuasion company. Okay. So ngayon mag-uusapan natin yung role ng social media. Kasi nga, pandemic eh, di ba? So maraming mga tao nakatutok lalo sa social media at talagang dagsa yung impormasyon pagdating ng uh, kampanya dito sa social media. Sige, uh, maganda yung tambalan natin ngayon kasi one from the academia, very important studies na ginawa ni Fatima. Tapos ito naman yung practical side, yung application mismo ng social media. So simulan natin. Ang una kong tanong, um, gano'n ba talaga kahalaga ang role ng social media sa isang kampanya? At totoo ba yung sinasabi ng iba na kayang magpanalo ng social media ng uh, para sa isang kandidato sa isang election. At I'll start with uh, with Alan. Uh, well, una um, maraming salamat sa pagka-phrase mo no na isang taga-academia at isang uh, practical na, na lens, na viewpoint. Uh, ang palagay ko ang gusto mong sabihin ay uh, 
uh, dark side of the force versus the uh, light side of the force. So si uh, professor yung uh, light side of the force, ako yung dark side. Pero so nagsabi niya na, hindi kami. <laughs> Nagbibiro lang po. Uh, uh, to unpack your question po, uh, no, uh, Ian, no, no. Is Facebook enough to win an election? Um, um, maikling, maikling sagot siya. Hindi. Hindi sapat ang Facebook. Uh, mahalaga ba siyang bahagi ng uh, pagpapanalo sa isang eleksyon? Napakalaga po. Lalo na pag uh, national ang uh, elective position na, na hinahabol ninyo no, ng isang kandidato. Medyo bumababa yung kanyang um, conversion rate sa local. Pag pinag-uusapan na ay mayor, vice mayor, councilor, bumababa na yon Hindi na masyadong mahalaga yung, yung bahagi ng, uh, ng Facebook campaigning dyan. Nasa, nasa 15s to 22% na lang conversion rate niya. Napakaliit. No? Uh, in fact, mataas na yon for local. But for national, ang habol po natin dyan ay retail votes uh, rather than yung tinatawag nating negotiated votes. So Facebook is an essential part of an election pero hindi po yan ay hindi po yan tinatawag na uh, makapagpapanalo sa iyo bilang uh, tumatayong mag-isa. Pero pwede ba siya i-consider a game changer? Uh, 100%. Uh, nakita natin to noong 2016, no? simula noong 2016. Uh, in fact, ang romanticized term dyan ay weaponization of Facebook. Uh, baka si Professor uh, makapagbibigay lino dyan sa term na yan, ano? Uh, talagang noong 2016, ginamit kasi yung Facebook na um, demarcation line, us versus them. Kung hindi ka namin kasama, kalabang ka namin. Tapos pagkaaway, kakuyog. Kaya hindi ka nalang magsasalita. Facebook lang ang makapagpapagawa niyan dahil yung uh, mismong uh, outlay, uh, yung mismong layout ng communication tool na yan may exchange. Hindi ka tulad ng TV, hindi mo naman pwede sigawan yung TV screen mo. Hindi naman pwedeng radyo kahit punitin mo yan. Or rather, jaryo kahit punitin mo yan, sunugin mo yan. Wala naman mangyayari. Pero Facebook, pwede ka makipagtalo, pwede ka mag-recruit, pwede kang gumawa ng counter-attack. So, naging game-changer talaga siya. Okay. So, pinag-usapan mo yung discourse sa Facebook. No? Punta tayo dun sa mahalagang pag-aaral na ginawa ni uh, uh, Professor Fatima Gao. No? So, sa ngayon, ano yung nagiging epekto ng Facebook, yung platform itself, doon sa takbo ng diskurso natin sa darating na eleksyon? So, ko lang i-adresse kung ikakapanalo ba ng isang kandidato kung magaling siya sa social media. I would like to think of social media as the pre-election, before the election, the pre-election. Kasi uh, social media nangyayari yung um, initial relationship building na isang kandidato between you know, the, the political party, the political agenda, and, and the voter. So kung baga, um, hindi natin naman sabi na oh, ito yung nagko-convert ng tao into a vote for the candidate. Pero ito yung nag-seed uh, ng plan, kung baga, yung feeling towards the candidate, ang uh, disposition or perception towards the candidate. Or so pwede rin ba inception dyan? At, at, oh. Oh, oh, at yung mga yung inception para sa movie? Tataniman ka ng idea. Deception, Ian. Uh, mas lalo na yung deception. Okay, oh, sige. Hindi oh, oh. lang inception. In, okay. Oh, inception go ahead, siya in many ways kasi um, pag nasa Facebook ka naman, hindi, hindi ka nag-expect na makakita ng political content. Andun ka lang for the memes, for the you know TikTok videos, for the YouTube, how-to content. Napakaraming ibang non-political content out there. At ang ngayon na naiging mas salient kung baga ang election, nakikita natin na yung practical content ay halo-halo na with other contents we see. 
So it's it's really hard for somebody to, you know, um, I guess distinguish, okay, political content to. Binebentahan ako ng idea o political message ng kaidata na to versus, you know, the other kinds of content we see. In fact, I just saw um, a video of Isko, an ad on YouTube, di ba? He's rapping, I think. <laughs> Meron silang gun sa likod. So mm. it's very entertainment na yung genre, the way we communicate political, you know, campaigning. So I think, kaya, kaya ko sinasabi na inception kasi hindi mo mamamalayan na andun ka na pala, binibentahan ka na pala ng critical message. And and I guess uh, just to talk about social media, I know Facebook is still you know, the largest and more um, influential platform in the Philippines but I want to point out the rise of YouTube also. Dahil YouTube na overtake na yung Facebook ng 2021 as the largest platform. And kung kukumpare mo yung structure ng YouTube at ng Facebook, YouTube kasi mas immersive siya kasi nanonood ka lang. You know, mm. and, and and mas na absorb mo yung messages also in long form, so more um more messages can be delivered at the same time. If Facebook, di mabilis ka lang nagscroll sa inyong news, so mas madali kang mas madali mong malimutan yung nakita mo versus YouTube. So may mga ganong um kung baga specific karakteristik yung mga platform that I think we uh need to further um examine. Okay, and so far, sino ba yung lumalabas na nagda-dominate ng discourse among candidates doon? Kunwari, sa Facebook o kaya sa YouTube? Mm. Sige, ang unang masabi ko ay, yung discourse, yung discourse or discourse sa social media ay not representative na ating uh, Filipino or Filipino voters. Dahil di naman lahat nakaparticipate, sabi nga ni Alan, especially in the local level, di naman lahat nakapag-participate meaningfully. Pwede kasi andun ka lang. Pero hindi ka, you know, hindi ka avid political uh, um, participant in the conversation. So I just want to point out na pagsabi natin, uh, I guess, malakas uh, ang boses uh, sa social media, pinakamaingay. Uh, kombinasyon ito ng authentic, you know, people, human human individuals na mapaparticipate um, sa discourse. So at posibleng yung manufactured niya. Mga trolls, bot, pwedeng mga uh, pages that are just posting a lot. Um, ayun. So, just, just a caveat before I explain na sila na nanalo. At according nga sa ating study, in, across the board actually, across the platform, except Twitter, slightly uh, may contention doon. YouTube, Facebook, talagang si Bongbong Marcos Jr. ang nananalo sa space na ito in a sense na siya yung pinaka sineshare ng content, siya yung pinaka pinapanood yung videos. Mga may mga ganung um, nuances tayo um, in terms of ga, ano ba yung definition natin ng maingay um, sa platform na ito. Sa sa Twitter um si Lenny pa din ang ang number one sa Twitter, pero si Bongbong dati wala siya at all. Wala walang presence at all si Bongbong. Especially actually Duterte also. Pero simula no nag-patch ng COC, nagkaroon na bigla ng mga account supportive of him. Of course, again, we can claim na okay. ah, ano to? Bayaran tong mga to kasi bigla to lang sa nagsulputan. Possible na kasi 'yun, official na yung pagtakbo niya. So people are more vocal about it. Or again, okay. could be a combination. Okay. Alan, alam ko yung grupo niya, meron kayong metrics, no? Meron kayong mga ginagamit na mga tools to also somehow listen to what's uh, happening on social media. Yan din ba yung lumalabas sa inyo when it comes to uh, who, which candidate is the loudest, yung pinakamaingay, pinakapinag-uusapan? Well, uh, 100% I will uh, affirm and uh, back up uh, what Professor is saying. Si Marcos Jr. nga ang uh, pinaka-pervasive sa social media. Uh, pero siguro dadagdagan ko lang ng isang, isang detalye yun. Ano? He had also the advantage of time. Tignan natin yung time element. Kasi kung itatrack mo talaga, uh, his, 
his noise. Well, you said, you use the word noise, Ian, ano? Ito na naman, mababash na naman ako sa comments. Kasi dilinawin ko lang po sa mga nakikinig. Meron tayong tinatawag na noise versus conversation. And of course, awareness versus conversion. So in terms of just plain, um, uh, you know, getting his name out there or uh, mga detalye tungkol sa kanya, mga kwento tungkol sa kanya, alam niyo na siguro yun, uh, si Marcus Jr. nga ang nagdodominate ng, uh, ng social media space. And matagal na po sila matagal na po nilang ginagawa uh, yun naman ang lamang ng grupo ni Marcus Jr. parang kolokeling uh, ang sinasabi nila as soon as natapos yung kampanya niya for VP noong 2016 nagumpisa na sila mga kampanya for 22 so uh, you know hats off credit sa sa grupo ng ni Marcus Jr. they were well prepared So doon sa grupo nyo, Alan, no? so meron kayong mga tools na ginagamit to basically get the the pulse of uh, the people and the candidates on social media. Yun din ba yung nakikita nyo? Uh, medyo related din ba yung mga nakikita nyo doon sa findings sa study nila, Professor Fatima? Well, sa amin po, apat ang, uh, ang software na ginagamit namin upang masukat yung sentiment sa social media. Tinatawag namin dyan, QSS, Quick Sentiment Scan. Meron po kaming... Uh, Uh, quantitative and qualitative measurements kung ano yung mga pinag-uusapan sa social media. Uh, 100% po, uh, tama po yung sinasabi ni Professor na si Marcos Jr. ang nagda-dominate ng social media space. Uh, when I say dominate, I mean, that's a, that's a, very, uh, that's a very big word to use, eh, dominate, di ba? Ano ba yan? Kwento, siya ba yung, siya ba yung pinaka na may mention, siya ba yung pinakamahal? Uh, when I say dominate numerically po, so yung pinakamaraming active accounts and active mentions sa social media, pinag-uusapan. Uh, it's also a function of time. Kasi mula 2016, kung itatrack ninyo, nag-ano na siya eh, yung grupo nila medyo naging very active na sa social media. So pinaghandaan po talaga ang grupo ni Marcos Jr. And you have to give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, Professor Fatima, doon naman sa findings siya kunwari yung YouTube. Sabi niya mas uh, na-overtake na- 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 niya na yung ano yung Facebook no as the most dominant uh, social media platform uh, sa Pilipinas. So paano naman yung activities doon ng mga kandidato na nakikita niyo? Sige, susugod ko lang yung sinabi ni Alan kanina na after he lost uh, uh his VP run They already have, I guess, efforts, uh, especially in YouTube. I had a separate study on that. Um, ito naman, hindi siya necessarily building, you know, Bobo Marcos as a person or as a political figure. It's in fact yung historical revisionism nga sa YouTube. At um, sa pag-aaral namin ni Dr. Sher Suliano from uh, De La Salle, nakita nga namin na 2016 pa lang, lumabas na yung mga account na to. So, Um, isipin natin na you know ang, ang isang kandidato ang tiyatakbuhan niya hindi lang yung sarili niyang agenda kung ano man yung you know legacy ng mga nakabit sa pangalan niya so in fact I think we can count that as campaigning already as building that political narrative that propelled him uh, for 2022 so for YouTube naman nakikita natin na magkaiba yung approaches ng mga kandidato uh, inaaralay kasi namin yung organic content I know for a fact that Lenny Robredo, for instance, have a lot of YouTube ads. Hindi ko alam yung sa ating mga manonood. Since sa YouTube nanonood ang ating mga nakikipagpakinig, uh, maraming talaga ads si Lenny. Bawat, bawat palawad ko ng video, may ads siya. At mm-hmm. medyo mahal yun, ha? Dahil, you know, it's a, it's a broad, you know, rich um, platform talaga. Um, but I think 
hindi ko pa alam yung figures ng spending for the other candidates kasi alam ko yung Facebook lang. Um, I assume na mas organic nga yung content. May organic as in hindi siya paid ad. Hindi siya yung, yung ad that we see on, on YouTube. Ito yung mga naka-embed talaga sa content ng mga content creators at YouTubers out there. So, ang nangyayari from the back end ay nakaharoon ng mga brand sponsorship. So, babayaran ng isang, usually ganito yung transaction. Minabayaran ng isang candidate or whoever yung kliyente ay uh, isang content creator na gumawa ng video pertaining or featuring that particular candidate. That's how YouTubers earn apart from, you know, getting the ads from YouTube from from all the views generated. So yung dalawang um I guess way to earn by a YouTuber. Talamak talaga yung ganung transaction pero yung problem hindi siya transparent. Wala akong idea magkano, um, gano'ng karaming beses sila nag-engage sa isang YouTube creator. So, yun yung mga loopholes sinasabi namin sa mga report na dapat um, i-count as, you know, political spending dahil ito ay under the table um, engagement. I know in, in the offline world, may version din siya, di ba? Mm-hmm. Yung, yung, yung mga uh, broker, intermediaries yung tawag, tagapamagitan sa mga barangay, sa mga, uh, sa, 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 sa cities. Pero at the same time, yung, yung sa YouTube talaga, hindi mo alam. So kahit ka ng isang video promoting a particular candidate, you don't know if that's paid or that's organic. So yun yung dalawang major strategies I'm seeing. Mm. Except yung is ko nga, it's a blending of, you know, entertainment and politics at the same time. I think mm. possibly rin galing sa roots niya from showbiz. Actually, speaking of yung ano, no? ito alam ni Alan to, yung mga paid. I feel alluded to. I feel alluded to. <laughs> Inga, kaya kayo susunod na kita eh. Pero bago ka, sige, ako na yung hihirit dito. No? Sinasabi kasi ni Fatima, very important yung mahirap daw matrack yung spending ng mga kandidato pag, they, pag tinatap nila yung mga content creators, yung mga influencers. Eh actually, wala siyang kinaiba sa mga paid hacks eh, di ba, sa journalism. Yung mga... Bayaran komentarista, bayaran mga journalists. Wala namang resibo yan, di ba? Hindi naman nagbibigay na resibo yung corrupt na journalist na oh, ito yung resibo sa, sa binayad mo sa akin para interview ko sa'yo maayos, di ba? I mean, this also, these uh, things also happen. Tama ba, Alan? 100% tama nangyayari yan, Ian. Pero syempre, hindi tayo magbabanggit ng mga pangalan. Uh, narinig ko lang, uh, kinento sa akin ng kapitbahay ko, uh, nangyayari daw nga yun. Um, yun. Palagay okay. ko, may na-encounter ako, may Maybe 1 or 17. Pero nangyayari talaga yan. <laughs> Maybe 1 or 17? Oo, uh, 1 or 17 instances. Uh, ah, haba ng range ah. Malawak uh, masyado ah. <laughs> ngayon, yung, yung uh, to, to, to professor's point, no? yung 14 point, ang last count yata 14.1 million ang, uh, ang gastos, ginastos ni VP Lenny sa Facebook ads. Uh, actually, that's a relatively small amount to isipin mo. But uh, very pervasive siya. Pero ad siya talaga. Hmm. Uh, it's an ad. So, yan ang tinatawag na, ito, medyo technical. Here I go again. Ano, iyan. Uh, ano yan eh? Yan yung tinatawag na interruption marketing. So, it will interrupt you when you're watching a video of a cat. Di ba? Nanonood ka ng video. Biglang may interrupt ka. Si VP Lenny na nagsasalita tungkol sa angat buhay. Uh, siguro yung style ng ibang kandidato, without mentioning names, uh, is permission marketing. Ginagawa nila is, um, yan, gumagawa sila ng content. Alam niyo ba? na si Jose Rizal ay hindi namatay sa luneta. Naging Pope siya. At uh, tinago na natin sa pangalang whatever his name is, Pope, Pope, whatever. At uh, siya ang naging kustodya ng ginto ng uh, simbahang katoliko. At ang naging abogado niya ay walang iba kundi si... Yeah. Okay. So, Kaya nagkaroon ng Taliana Gold. 
Ah, uh, yes, yan. Okay. So, yan yung mga, ano, yan yung mga, of course, these have no monetary, strict, straight-up monetary value attached to them. Pero, syempre, yung gumawa niyan, uh, maybe 9 out of 10, hindi naman nila ginawa ng libre yan. Di ba? Palagi ka, wala naman nagising na tao sa Pilipinas at sinabing, uy, gagawa ako ng isang uh, magandang content tungkol sa Taliano Gold. So, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just say I'm just basing it on the human experience. Yung ganyan, yung binabanggit mo na interruption marketing, effective pa ba yung kumpara dun sa permissive marketing? Well, you know, the, the problem now, um, Ian, is, and this is my problem, uh, our problem, as PR, uh, and PR and the persuasion specialists, di ba? Uh, it's almost impossible to interrupt a voter. Paano mo ba i-interrupt ang botante? Maglalagay ka ng billboard, di nila titignan yan. Maglalabas ka ng TV ad, Uh, Netflix ang pinapanood ng tao or pag nag-commercial, papalitan nila yung commercial, papalitan nila yung channel. ba? Diba? Uh, you're gonna take out a newspaper ad. Who's really reading the newspapers nowadays? Yeah. Uh, it's really very, very hard to to interrupt a voter. So, so, po, so, ikaw, as a strategist, ano ina-advise mo na sa mga kandidato? In particular, national. Oh, definitely permission. Permission marketing. As, uh, permission pala, as, sorry. Permissive na sabi ko. Permission uh, marketing. As as uh, as uh, professor said, no, like uh, the Isko video, where if we're using the, the video of Mayor Isko, may word of mouth siya. Nakita niyo ba yung video ni Mayor? Nagra-rap siya. Naka, nakaupo siya. Uh, nakasando. Nagbibihes. Uh, and then, you actually seek it out. Hanapin mo. You're the one who, you give permission to the candidate to talk to you and to sell himself or herself to you. So uh, that's the ideal. That's the goal. Uh, hindi po parati nangyayari. Minsan nagkakahadukin, minsan nagkakaroon ng finger heart uh, na, na, ano, di ba, na medyo off-strat. Pero the goal really is uh, permission marketing. Actually, minsan nakakainis na. Minsan, siguro si Professor Gao na experience din ito. No? Nanonood ka ng YouTube, yung sayo mo, cut video, no? O kaya isang kalokohan yung mga oddly satisfying videos bigla lalabas yung mukha ng kandidato sabihin <laughs> ako ang kailangan nyo lilinisin natin yung gobyerno gusto ko lang makita linisin yung ngipin eh oddly, oddly satisfying video yung goal ko eh <laughs> anyway pasensya ng babaw na usapan ha pero pinapatawa ko lang kayo kasi realidad to eh uh, Professor Gao yung ano ito ito seryoso baka sabihin nyo kalokohan tayo dito eh algorithmic communities Ayan, nung nabasa ko yung study niya regarding YouTube na medyo ano, interesting at the same time nakakabahala. No? Kasi ang tendency rito ng mga tao, isipin nila, yung nakikita nila sa, sa YouTube, ito yung realidad. No? So yung mga algorithmic communities, ano ibig sabihin yan? And paano siya nakaka-apekto sa worldview ng mga kasama doon? Yung algorithmic communities, different siya from what we know na community sa Facebook, for instance, or sa Twitter. Dahil yung sa Facebook, uh, decision na isang user to join a uh, community. So, kunyari yung mga Facebook group, sali ako, at to join, I will even explain kapag sumasay ka ng Facebook, bakit ka gusto sumali? Um, ano mga ambag mo sa, con- sa conversation sa grupo na ito? Um, on YouTube, particularly, we have another kind of community, yung algorithmic community, dahil binuo yung connection between one video or one channel to another, not by choice, but because the algorithm decides, ah, magkakabit yung topic na pinag-usapan nyo, sige, kukonek ko kayo. At, uh, at uh, maraming connection na bubuo, uh, dahil similar nga yung topic na pinag-usapan, similar yung 
audiences that you know watch this video similar perhaps din yung um i guess relationship between these um, content creators kasi mala- marami silang beses na nag you know, minsan-minsan may mga guesting ng isa sa YouTube channel ng isang tao at the other one so may mga ganong different relationship na nabubuo and yung algorithm um nakuha niya yung mga signals na yon at sinasabi niya okay kailangan ko i-connect yung mga to through recommendation so yung community uh, nabubuo uh, expose ka to only a particular set of channels when you start you know um having more specific interests and at the personalized na nga yung algorithm mo so alam ko may mga ano buzzword tinerining sa social media yung echo chamber or hmm. um filter bubble lagi na natin narinig yan um, ang argument ko diyan ay oo oh, oh, may may kautuhanan to certain extent yun dahil totoo naman you can't see everything it's impossible the algorithm has to filter things for you um dahil uh, ito yung nagde-decide ano ba yung meaningful for you ito ano, ano bang interesting interesting for you but at the same time um one of those you know modern things that interest you would be people or content that are aligned with your political views. So may ganun tayong um, narrowing o pag, pag uh, uh, kumbaga, dumiliit yung mundo natin. At yung algorithmic community sa, to, sa um, YouTube, once nga nakapasok ka na sa isang channel, may matitag kaming gateway channel na. Pag napanood mo na itong channel na ito, nakapunta ka rin sa group of videos promoting mm. a particular candidate. Di ka na makakawala. Dahil kahit gusto yun? bumalik. Like a gateway drug, drug prof. Oh, like oh, a gateway oh, drug. Okay. Actually, oh, sempre yeah. maraming paraan para you know ipap nga yung bubble. Uh, ang nangyayari ay lumiliit nga yung mundo natin na, na expose tayo sa uh, homogeneous uh, particle views. Okay. Alan, as a strategist, paano niyo hina-harness yan? Yung ganyan. Knowing yung algorithmic communities, yung mga filter bubbles or echo chambers. Well, babalikan ko yung ano no, yung aking walang kamatayang 4Ms, di ba? Uh, that that is what will win you an election. So, tandaan natin, hindi na iba yung formula na yan, 4Ms. It's man, message, machinery, and money. So, obviously, that is the best way to deliver a channel as Prof has outlined. Uh, sorry, deliver a message. So, check na check na yung M na yon. It's a great way to deliver a message, lalo pag nagkakaroon na ng echo chamber, uh, nagkakaroon na ng confirmation bias, sila-sila na nag-uusap. You're creating an army. Kaya madalas mo marinig yung word na army, eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Pero let's not, uh, to, to your point, no? Let's not also discount the machinery building aspect of SOCMED now, YouTube and Facebook. Nako, yan ang usong-usa and I'm giving away a trade secret siguro. Okay. Kasi ang gagawin mo dyan, yung mga commenters to, na alam mong, oh, yun nga eh, yung mga commenters na alam mong organic, dyan ka magre-recruit. You actually have an admin that will message these people and and have them join your your offline. So online, you're fishing from the online pond Dinadala mo sila sa offline machinery mo. So, yan ang mga nagiging volunteer mo. Yan ang ginukuha mong tao. Uh, as a, well, as a strategy, kami, no? ginagawa namin sectoral yung mga posts namin. So, for, ex- for example, we'll create a content na appealing sa Toda. So, Toda yung video ko ng kandidato. Pag nakita ko yung mga comments na uh, organic, oh, yan, magaling si Alan. Talagang supportado ang Toda. May mag-message sa kanya automatically. Hello po, gusto niyo bang sumali sa Toda for Alan? And then mm. I'll do the same for teachers, I'll do the same for LGBT, I'll do, do the same for you know um, the business sector if, if applicable, uh, although that won't really work for that sector. But uh, uh, yun yung point. Machinery, the machinery building capabilities of such an algorithm uh, translates to offline, okay. hindi, lang, hindi lang online. 
kunwari ito, specific sa national candidate, pag meron kang kandidato alan. So, paano yung hinahati yung uh, menu of options doon sa pagkakampanya? Anong priority nyo? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, IG, TikTok? Ano yung uh, ng menu na pinapresent nyo? 100% uh, our priority is Facebook. Uh, I mean, you can't argue with 74.6 million Filipinos on Facebook, di ba? Uh, almost 100% of Filipinos online. Uh, if you're online, if you have online connectivity, you have a Facebook account. So, yan ang pinaprioritize namin. But, uh, tama yung sinabi ni Professor, eh, uh, Facebook actually connects to YouTube. So, the content, the immersive content is on YouTube. Pero, paano mo, how do you get the eyeballs? So, the show is on YouTube. Uh, the invitations, the tickets are on Facebook. So, dyan, dyan ka kukuha ng viewers sa YouTube mo. Uh, may kilala akong gumagawa nun eh. Um, ah, tama, yung Christian Isguera. Yun, yun, yun din yung style niya eh, para makakuha ng mga views sa, sa kanyang facts first, uh, ano, di ba? Okay. Sa Facebook niya, sa Facebook niya pinopost. Ganun so, ba yun? Facebook follow, oh, Hindi kasi nasa Giant eh. Nagulat lang ako doon. Biglaan lang. Maganda instincts nung si Ian Isguera, no? So, uh, nakikita nila sa Facebook. Then they log on to YouTube to watch it. At dyan na sila nagko-comment na sino bang napanalo niyan si Alan Herman? Sino bang, sino bang kandidatong hinawakan niya na nanalo yun? Sanya na pati ma, maraming hugot si Alan na kasi mga ilang linggo na nababash yan eh. Pag tinignan namin yung comments. Ngayon, tingin ko as we speak, maraming nang babash yan eh. Salbahe kasi itong tao na to eh. <laughs> ano, ano siya? Hazard of the job. Yes, yes, hazard of the job. Pero para lang po sa mga YouTube uh, YouTube fans ko, ano, um sasagutin ko na yung uh, nagbabagang tanong. Uh, I have the highest CVI uh, CVI uh, score among all campaign strategists. Uh, ano po 'yon? Candidates voted in. Ako po ang may pinakamataas na record. So, wow. 'yun lang po. 'Yun lang po ang gusto kong sabihin tungkol. Pinakamarami na ipanalo sa mga hinawakang kandidato, local yes. and national. You call that a CVI score. Well, in the um, national and local yon. So uh, I'm the I have the highest CVI score. Uh, para po dun sa mga humihinga, i-disclose kung sino yung mahinawakan ko. Uh, para po tayong abogado, hindi naman po natin gagawin yan sa isang forum tungkol uh, uh, katulad ng podcast. Oh, okay. Overshare na masyado yun. Oh, sige. Fatima, yun sa ano naman? Pag-usapan natin yung uh, Facebook. So meron na kayong studying ginawa sa Facebook, no? Yung Facebook itself, paano siya nakaka-apekto ngayon sa diskurso uh, pagdating sa darating mm-hmm. na halalan? I think nakita na ng ibang researchers since 2018 at even 2016 yung pag-mobilize ng Facebook groups. So alam natin na galing talaga sa pages kasi Facebook pages yung mas public na platform to you know circulate content. But ultimately, yung characterization nga namin sa Facebook group ay catch-based. Sila yung sumasalo ng content na pinapa you know pinapa labas na mga pages at dito sa mga groups na to dahil you know it's it's semi private dito na kita what's going on inside the groups dito na yung mga pwedeng irregular campaign activities at mas hyper partisan yung conversation kunyari mag ano ba yung conversation sa you know sa sa more public spaces sa Facebook ay may galit sila towards a particular candidate lalong na flame yung galit na yon within those Facebook group dahil nga yun may confirmation bias and and they are fed with content that are um i guess building a worldview that you know whatever you say about this candidate the positive talagang you know effective or emotional na yung response ng mga tao so nakakatakot yon for a democracy dahil um gusto mo na on open minded pa rin yung mga tao nag-uusap in spaces where they feel safe and where they feel like okay kaya ko ay pwede ako magsabi na 
contrarian you know idea at di ako atakihin ng trolls at ng kahit sino man ang nangyari you know dahil nga may ganun meron isang theory sa com na called spiral of silence dahil altatakot ka na makancel takot ka na ano maatake na hindi kaya nagasalita so in fact ang sabihin ko nga na ang totoong divide between you know um the public we have online are those critically engaged yung sobrang ingay sobrang opinionated at and at and those who are not really engaging because there's ambivalence kumbaga may may takot may pa, uh, uh, alanganin kumbaga yung pagparticipate in political content dahil lakas-kas naman talaga and people like you that araw-araw pinag-uusapan yung election you experience this yourself. perhaps yung tolerance niya mo sa taas na pero for a regular person to be you know humiliated or shame um yun yung uh, i guess uh, dangerous for a democratic uh, discourse mm nakakatakot at sana maintindihan niyo ng mga botante natin dito sa darating na halala no Alan, yun sa ano, kanina tinatanong ko yung menu of options or package that you offer uh, to candidates who would like to get your services. Hindi ito usapang negosyo. Gusto lang natin maintindihan kung gaano kahalaga yung social media. Yung isang basic question sa tingin ko, ang isang kandidato ba, kaya niyang mag-launch ng isang, isang national candidate? Ha? Kaya ba niyang tumakbo sa isang uh, national election na wala siyang any social media component? Or kailangan-kailangan to? Kailangan-kailangan, uh, Ian. Lalo na ngayon na ang uh, mga channels natin, mga networks o uh, mga information sources ay naging limitado. Alam mo, nangyari sa sa network, uh, sa, sa network ninyo, di ba? Uh, so right now, people really are, uh, actually the the figure is closer to 60%. Diyan talaga kumukuha ng balita uh, at updates ang uh, ang sambayan ng Pilipinas no? sa, okay. sa Facebook. So, hindi mo talaga siya pwedeng ma-ignore kasi apat 'yan man message machinery man eh para mo nang pinatay yung isang yung isang paa ng table mo kung tinanggal mo yung messaging which is social media dominant talaga okay it is fastest and most effective way to raise awareness dilinawin ko po awareness kasi awareness. ABC yan ah. awareness to choice okay uh, yan yung isa naman kunwari national candidate ka Uh, pwede ka bang magran ng isang campaign ng wala kang troll army o kaya yung tinatawag mong Wraith accounts? Posible ba yon Wraith accounts? Ngayon ko lang yata narinig yan. Sa'yo namin natutunan yun eh. <laughs> um, uh, kung meron man, uh, Ian, malungkot man sabihin, ano? and uh, with apologies to a professor who I'm sure eh, this will sadden you, no? Uh, 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 deeply sadden you on a, on a level that is um, that is aligned to your academic background. But uh, kung meron man kandidato na tumakbo na walang wraith or troll army or tinatawag namin LTNs, line troll networks, hindi ko pa nakikita. Wala pa ako na-encounter na ni isang kandidato na walang LTN. So kailangan yun? That's part of the arsenal? Uh, only in as much as, and I hate You know, it, it's a sad commentary. In as much as, uh, yung kalaban mo kasi meron eh. So kung wala ka, babakbaking ka sa comments. So halimbawa, naglabas ako ng material, sumasayaw ako. Uh, ang ginawa eh, binash ako, uh, inihambing ako kay Jollibee, nilagyan ng sinuperimpose yung Jollibee jingle sa background, etc. etc. Para may tinutukay uh, kang particular na kandidato. Ah. <laughs> diba? Tapos nag, naglagay ng mga picture ng dolphin, ganyan. Uh, kung wala akong LTN, Line Troll Networks, walang taga-pagtanggol sa akin. Walang taga-defend sa akin. So, para akong sinisipa lang ng mga ibang troll. So, kailangan ko rin ng panlaban. 
So, pwede nga argument mo dyan yung ginagamit ng mga pro-gun advocates. No? Kailangan ko ng barel, not because I want to use it, but because I must have it when I need it. Ganun ba yan? Uh, in fact, the, the exact uh, saying nga, di ba? Sabi nila, it's better to need it and not uh, have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Pero in a national campaign, I promise you, you will need it. There is no instance where you will not need an LTN, a line troll okay. network. Okay. Nakaka-alarma at the same time, eye-opening. No? Eye-opener siya. Uh, Fatima, yung ano naman, eto na dinig ko to sa isang analyst recently. Sabi niya, dito raw sa campaign ngayon, you have two parallel uh, uh, environments. Parang meron kang realidad yung offline, tapos meron kang online. So... Ano yung nakikita mong comparison when it comes to, let's say, candidate discourse? Align ba yung, kunwari, ito, let's, uh, let's talk about someone uh, in particular. Si Bongbong Marcos, ang taas sa surveys, uh, at least as far as we know. Tapos sabi mo nga, siya yung nagdo-dominate ng diskurso, yung topics about him. So in that case, aligned na, tama ba? Yung dalawang parallel environments or platforms? Hmm. Hindi ako makapag-comment sa survey kasi hindi ko siya in space. As an academic, cautious tayo sa mga ganyan. Okay. I think, um, yung sabi ko nga before sa ating conversation na chicken and egg siya. Kasi yung, yung nga, may troll army ka nga eh. Troll army tinatawag na hindi mo rin makikita sino yung authentic, um, you know, people talking about you, defending you on social media. In fact, it's possible na, you know, troll army muna siguro i-launch mo. Pero ultimately, you'll be cultivating relationship with, you know, actual people who will defend you. Um, and yun nangyari in 2016. In fact, may pag-aaral na. Yung tawag ay kay Duterte. What, mahina yung campaign messaging niya from way back, sabi nung article na yun. Pero ang strong nung fans niya, yung fan base niya. At siya yung, nag, you know, sila yung nag-propel ng positive conversation about the campaign. So yung, yung, yung um, preference kasi is a different metric than yung noise, pero possible nga na they correlate in one way or another. Pag mas maingay ka, mas top of mind ka, at mas salient ka, minsan di ba may negative publicity na sinasabi, publicity pa rin yun, um, possible na ganun nga, especially na ang nangyayari din online, hindi, hindi lang ingay for a particular candidate, pero ingay against a particular mm. candidate, di ba? So ang nangyayari, sabay na nirun yun, sige, I will promote this candidate, you know, he's already... Um, uh, president, for example, to vote for. At the same time, siraan ko yung kabilang uh, partido, yung kabilang kampo. So may ganong klaseng, um, I guess, ingay din ang social media that should be accounted for. Uh, it, it's, it's, again, sad to this condition because it's a reality, negative campaigning. Pero I guess the extent to which ginagawa yun, yun yung mga nakakabahala. Dahil, kunyari, uh, isang isa sa mga pag-aaral ng mga colleagues namin ay yung gender-based based, um, antagonism or violence. Uh, Nagalit ka sa isang candidate on the basis of his or her gender. So may mga ganong um, conversation na hindi na pinag-usapan yung credentials na isang candidate. Inag, parang ginagatasan yung biases natin as individuals. So I think, you know, it's, it's Kasi po yung nag-uusap ka, at least offline, you know, sa familia mo, especially ngayon, pandemic, you don't really see other people. Um, at, at the very least, sa, sa bahay, you can have the decent conversation online if it's not happening anymore. So, I cannot say if the uh, relationship between surveys and the online uh, performance of the candidates, but definitely, it's a chicken and egg thing. And, and it's possible that one thing drives... Oh, kasi ang isa kong uh, naisip dyan, for example, nadidinig ko ito, minsan sabihin nila, 
Sikat na sikat si ganito, ang lakas-lakas niya. Bakit? Kasi nabasa niya sa Facebook o minapanood siya sa Facebook. So parang yun na yung realidad na nabubuo niya sa utak niya. Na kahit uh, meron siya ma-encounter sa ground na, kunwari, di ba pag inisip mo, kunwari isang kandidato, 60% or 50% sa sa survey. So pag sakay mo sa jeep, technically kalahati ng mga tatanungin mo ron, <laughs> siyang niboboto, di ba? Pero minsan kasi, ano yung pwede nating gabay dun sa mga butante na pwedeng nabubudol o nabubola dahil sa mga nakikita uh, o napapanood nila sa Facebook? Mm-mm. So una-una, alamin, sino ba yung yung account na nagpapa-spread na nag-spread ng information na to. So, um in, in offline, alam mo sinong kausap mo, 'di ba? Okay, I trust my mom, I trust my friend. Uh, you know, di niya ako nalulukohin. Um so may trust there at yung trust na yun, uh, traditionally sa ating mga institutions yung naka-direct. Like media, we trust the media to tell us, you know, um fair, uh, practical commentary. But dahil nga pinag-usapan nito sa ANC, you no, know, dwindling na yung media trust um people are compelled to go to other sources of information. Um, usually nga, yung mga content creator. And because yung mga content creator na to, napaka, ano, napaka effective nila as if kinakausap ka nila in front of the screen. Nabubuo rin yung trust that you know we experience offline. So I think it's also questioning, okay, talaga bang trustworthy yung um, tao na to na pinagagalingan ng political information ko? Um, I have to check his other videos. Kasi often, when we watch a YouTube video, we just see the video itself. Pero actually, tignan mo yung channel niya. Puro pala, you know, propaganda for a particular candidate historically. At uh, paninira at kung ano-ano. Yun ba yung values na gusto mong i-align sa radio mo? So, yung mga question, it's not just the content, but also questioning uh, where the information is coming from. Is this person trustworthy? I think yun yung number one advice ko. Dahil ngayon, this content is just content. Just sponges, absorbing content. But, you know, let's just pause and stop and see. Is there someone I can trust um, uh, for, uh, for for my practical information? Okay. Alam, doon sa inyo, no? as a strategist, kasi ngayon, nasa gitna tayo ng pandemya, no? so kung meron ka national candidate, ilang percent ng buong campaign yung i-devote mo sa social media, online, kumpara dun sa pressing the flesh? Well, the thing with, um, that's, uh, ano eh, that's not an if, hindi siya, ano, hindi siya zero-sum game. It's not an if, uh, if or proposition. If I'm on social media, I'm not, I'm not going around. Kasi ang social media content, pwede mong ishoot yan ng isang araw, evergreen na yung content mo hanggang, hanggang Mayo. Mm-hmm. So generally, you want to have, I know this sounds very idealistic, but generally you want to have equal exposure online and offline. Uh, because social media should be treated like a microphone. Yun lang ang, ang social media, mikropono lang. Your offline, it has to amplify your offline activities. Uh, yun ang pinaka-ideal and perhaps... Uh, such a dramatic word, no? Ito na naman ako with my romantic ideals. Uh, it's the most, uh, it's the most honorable way to run a campaign. Uh, na ang sokmed mo hindi ka gumagawa ng kwento, hindi ka nag-iiba ng, hindi ka naninira, hindi ka umuupak. Inaamplify lang niya yung ginagawa mo offline. So that's the most ideal way to run it. Uh, at least that's how we structure it at the start. Siyempre, nag-iiba yung kwento midway in the campaign, pero generally, dapat ano yan, equal. Equal lang offline tsaka online. Pero kumusta, sa, sa karanasan nyo, kumusta yung conversion from social media campaigning to uh, results uh, offline? Okay. Uh, how, do I, how do I unpack that question? Uh, um, sa, ang botante kasi, ano yan eh, dalawa. Dalawang pinagpukunan uh, ng bo- ng boto tuwing eleksyon. Meron tayong tinatawag na negotiated votes. Makinare yan. So, 
Yan ang may leader ka sa precinct level, meron kang head of the family leader, meron kang porok leader, uh, kasama ka sa balota ni mayor, kasama ka sa balota ni gov. So negotiated votes yan, makinari ang kumikilos. For the local for local elections, uh, definitely a bigger percentage of your votes will come from negotiated votes. So SOCMED, not so important. SOCMED is for muscle flexing. But for a national candidate, you're running for senator, you're running for VP or president, hindi mo makukuha sa makinarya yan. That's impossible. The Philippines is too large. It's an archipelago. Hindi mo may ikot yan. So most of your votes will come from uh, retail votes. So if you think about it in terms of a product, uh, yung retail votes in yung institutional sales, ah, yung negotiated votes in yung institutional sales mo, B2B. Uh, yung retail votes mo, yun yung nakikita mo sa grocery, binibili ng tao dahil nakita nila sa billboard, napanood nila yung ad. Uh, definitely, uh, for a national candidate, you have to have those retail votes and that is the concentration. Kami, that is our concentration for a national candidate. We build on man and message. Yun yung two M's na pinaprioritize namin. Man and message. For local, we we focus on machinery and money. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah, yeah I think I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pati ma yung Twitter, how serious is the discourse there? Uh, kumpara dun sa mga two other platforms that you studied. Kasi iba, mga impression sa Twitter, masyado raw alta, masyado raw high-faluting yung mga discussion. Mm-hmm. Pa-English-English yung mga tao. So if you will remember, Twitter, no unang panahon, mga celebrity lang talaga yung andyan. And, and parang for a normal person, ako, nag-Twitter, anong pakialam na sa buhay ko? Sinashare ko every minute, di ba? It's, it's, it's not the kind of platform that you would uh, overshare takes. But at the same time, yung dahil nga, news media is there, celebrities, big names are there. It's also the space where agenda is set. Kahit mas konti yung tao sa Twitter, mas konti yung users, dahil nga, yung trending topics, na, na, na sabi mo at napopularize mo yung isang topic na ah, pinag-usapan na ng mga tao, should, should, something that should be covered. So I think yung value ng Twitter, it sets the agenda for particular um, candidates. And we know a lot of, well, not a lot, some candidates have already um, leveraged uh, this feature. Araw-araw, may trending itong isang kandidato na to. Um, as if you're manufacturing popularity. Yung topic, pwede siyang magime. Pwede mo siya repeat na repeat na mami, only coming from a particular account, but that's it. It's not uh, really genuine. But it would make you trend. So ultimately, means to an end siya, no? Para siyang uh, mechan to make sure that you are always, you know, in the eyes and ears of people. I think yun yung power ng Twitter. Mas maliit siya. Pero siya headline. Kung baga, kung nababasa ka na newspaper, yun yung headline for the day. And I will click on that hashtag and see what else people are uh, talking about. So yun yung parang ano, pulling into the conversation instead of... Oh, okay. Ayun, pasige. Alan, doon sa ano nyo, sa menu of options, uh, how seriously are you taking Twitter? Tsaka isama mo na rin yung TikTok. Kasi ako, sa experience ko, parang mas infested ang TikTok lately. Eh. When it comes to trolls, parang mas kailangan ng exorcist uh, sa TikTok. Ang daming, in, ang tindi na infestation eh. Baka hindi exorcist ang kailangan dyan. Iyan, baka ano, no? baka exterminator kasi infestation na eh. Para infestation. <laughs> Uh, sadly, um, Twitter is very, very low in our priorities for candidates. At uh, yan ang 
Mabalik tayo dun sa tendency ng Filipino voters to concentrate on DEAN, D-E-A-N, delight, entertain, amuse, and make noise. They vote for the candidate that brings the most delight, the most entertainment, the one that can amuse them the most, and the one that is the noisiest. Sa Twitter, hindi mo pwede, hindi ka pwede mag-DEAN strategy sa Twitter. Uh, hindi ka naman pwede mag-one-liner uh, na nakakatawa, di ba? You're limited to just characters and text. So, what kind of Dean elements are you bringing to Twitter? Uh, the value, the conversion value for us in terms of uh, that for a candidate, you are targeting a very, very small demographic of um, insightful, educated, uh, and coming from a certain economic class talaga uh, of voters. Na hindi naman yan ang karamihan ng botante. Ang TikTok, necessary na rin yan. Uh, kung... Gagamitin ko yung term mo, necessary evil na siya. Necessary evil na siya. Kasi yan ang talagang platform na uh, if you ever had an electoral tool that was tailor-fit for the Filipino voters, TikTok na yun. Uh, quick attention span, di ba? Uh, quick, ano siya? quick bites, small bites of, of information. It's usually very entertaining and amusing. Nakakatawa siya. Uh, so, So that is a perfect political tool in the, at least in the Philippine setting for Filipino tastes. Uh, so TikTok malaking priority namin yan. Pero dong ano, does it bother you kunwari yung kandidato niyo nag, naging uh, subject siya ng negative trending topic sa sa Twitter. Do you, do, 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 do you bother with that? Or uh, it's something you can you can ignore. Uh, we actually have um we actually have metrics for that, no? Uh, usually it's the candidate themselves that will be bothered. Uh, alam mo ang candidate, we, we, alam mo, the term is the pimple on your nose. Tigyawat sa ilong. Um, ang kandidato, meron silang tendency na ganyan eh. Feeling nila, lahat ng tao tinitignan yung tigyawat nila sa ilong. Yung pala, sila lang ang nakakapansin. They're overly sensitive. They're politicians. Di ba? Pero, meron kaming definite metrics to say, to tell our clients and candidates, uh, wag natin pansinin yan, the engagement is very low. Ngayon, kung mataas na mataas ang uh, mataas na mataas ang engagement at talagang very negative sa clients namin, we will have to exercise narrative control. We will have to re-establish narrative control. So gagawin ko dyan, tatawagan ko yung kapitbahay ko na may bayaw, na may pinsan, na may kilala, na may line troll network. Kasi ako wala akong kilalang line troll network. Eh. So uh, yun, mag-i-engage tayo ng line troll network para ma-re-establish ma yung narrative control. Okay. O sige, bago tayo matapos, gawin natin helpful naman tong ano tong episode na to no kasi nga baka sabihin napakadumi pa na napakasama ng social media. Parang wala yata maitutulong yan sa election no. So, uh, ano yung base ron sa mga lumabas dun sa base dun sa mga findings niya Professor Fatima no. Ano yung mga pwedeng gawin? Pwedeng institutionally coming from the platforms at saka dun sa mga botante. Para naman, ultimately, mas marami tayong makuhang mabuti kaysa sama-sama out of our experience on social media. Doon sa lahat ng mga platforms sa binanggit natin. Napakadaming pwedeng gawin, uh, pero mahirap siya in a sense na, you know, Philippines is not uh, US or Australia. Na, you know, we have jurisdiction over the platform. So we can only, you know, talk to them and raise them these concerns. Kaya importante yung role ng researchers and even civil or uh, society to report um, these instances of irregular campaigning. But for me, kasi this very idealistic, ah, pasenlahan nyo na dahil galing ako sa, you know, academia na ang, ang election ultimately is for people's voices to be part of the mainstream 
political conversation. So it's not about the politicians for me. It's about, you know, what kinds of changes and issues that matter to the people. So one of the things that we observe is napaka-nipis um, talaga ng sectoral voices uh, sa social media. You know, it's all about the candidate. It's all about what they're doing day to day. Pero yung mga issues that matter to us uh, are not um, given spotlight. So I think, no, instead of talking about about who you're voting for, what issues matter for you, yun yung pag-usapan ng mga tao. At yung, yung i-amplify din yung boses ng mga minority um, organization and groups. Yun yung for me to make, you know, this election season and social media worthwhile. Uh, let's put a spotlight on people who must be heard and whose, whose agenda needs to be prioritized um, um, by the candidates. So, you know, the candidates are always listening. Social media listening is always a staple um, tool for them. So, pag na, pag na raise yung mga issue na to, sana pagtunan din nila ng pansin to sa kanilang platform. Okay, maraming salamat for that, uh, Professor. Uh, Iyaman, Alan, kanina nagiging, ano ka na eh, nagiging idealistic ka na, no? We know na trabaho mo basically to to sell candidates, no? Uh, <clears throat> pero on the other hand, ano yung mga pwede mong ma-i-advise doon sa mga botante naman? Um, to be able to... Ako? Oh, sige. Napainom si Alan. Magugustuhan mo itong uh, answer ko, Ian, para akong, ano, para akong audience plant po na naman. Uh, alam mo, social media and uh, people like myself, we we use social media primarily to I don't want to say manipulate but to appeal to your feelings that is our job ang trabaho namin ay gamitin ang lahat ng uri ng media nangunguna na diyan ang social media upang umapela sa feelings ng isang botante that's what we are trying to create we're trying to create feelings uh, in a voter but facts first yun also use media to look for the facts. Bukod sa feelings, ang advice ko is, tama yan, gamitin ninyo. Social media is always trying to to bring you to to different emotional places, whether it be anger, support, sympathy. Pero bukod sa feelings, gamitin din po natin ang social media upang humanap at tuklasin ang facts. Ano bang katotohanan? Nasa social media din po yan. Uh, believe it or not, uh, perhaps it's it's more cluttered now with fake news and disinformation, but within that social media space, the facts are there. So facts should be first before feelings, especially when it comes to an election. Wala naman pong problema, like I said in, in our last guesting. Uh, kung you love a candidate, mahal mo siya, kinikilig ka, nagwagwapuhan ka, ganda-ganda niyang pakinggan, but at the end of the day, ano bang facts tungkol sa kandidatong to? Kwalipikado ba siya? Ang sagot po nasa social media din. Okay. On that note, maraming maraming salamat sa inyo for joining us on our podcast today. Uh, Professor Fatima Gao at uh, si Mr. Alan Herman, maraming salamat po for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. At dyan po nagtatapos ang ating uh, latest episode ng Facts First. Uh, ako po si Christian Esguera. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, may pipindutin kayo dyan sa screen na makikita nyo. At hanggang sa muli, maraming maraming salamat po.